Up next on Talk is Cheap. Reincarnation. Do children have memories of past lives? Stick around and check it out. planet earth and beyond my name is pete hoblive bringing another episode of talk is cheap your way and of course uh as always joining me yo 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 how's it going dano i'm doing all right pete doing all right anything new in your world the one thing that's new can you see what i'm wearing oh yeah i did notice that when i walked in tonight the store is starting to come along i'm doing my q8 analysis oh good did that one pass quality it's yeah yeah i think it's all right gotta run it through the wash system yet but i think it'd be all right <laughs> i do the wash test to it it looks like a quality shirt but one thing i want to mention see how you're touching me yeah i'm in arizona right now oh awesome can you believe yeah. it uh, magic of the internet you know arizona 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 the wild women wild women the ripping and the terror yep. ripping and the terror <laughs> so dan's been squirreling away his money and got this really cool uh hologram projector thing yep so i can be down there in sedona right now Yep. But I'm here. Yeah. Physical. You can yep. touch me and it's going to hurt. Yep. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, talk is cheap. We have access to technologies uh, that only people can dream of. So, what the heck are you doing in Sedona, Dan? Exactly. <laughs> I'm actually at a conference with Lauren Hansen and Allison Coe. Allison Coe is speaking. Oh, cool. And yeah, she's, she's great. Yep, I, I wish you would have had a couple of those devices, and I could be in Sedona as well. It doesn't uh, work in reverse. Oh, it doesn't work in reverse. <laughs> yeah. Okay, awesome. Awesome. Well, you know, thanks for uh, taking time out of your busy uh, uh, conference schedule to join us on I the am, show this evening. I am leave, uh, doing videos while I'm down here as well, folks, so keep stay tuned to the network. I'm doing one when I can, but it's nice weather. I'm trying to enjoy it. This is actually the first time I've been on a plane unbelievably enough so i mean that was a little process to learn all this stuff yeah yeah i can't believe you're you made it through life this far never going up in the air i was like i was like i gotta go i gotta go on this adventure because sedona's calling me and all the synchronicities lined up and i got you gotta gotta do it well i see you didn't die a fiery death on the way down i hope you don't die a fiery death on the way back fingers crossed yeah fingers (laughs) crossed you know if planes crashed all the time we'd hear about it in the news exactly right Anyway, so uh, moving on to the topic. Uh, oh, do, is there anything we want to mention before we get in, dive into this? Yeah, we got a phone call from Damien St. Jackson. Okay. Hey, everybody. Uh, this is Damien St. Jackson calling from the fourth realm of Earth, specifically Chicago slash Los Angeles. Just wanted to thank you, gentlemen, for your services. Works. And I think that you're in the top three podcasts with exactly. Tinfoil Hat and Duncan Trussell as well. So keep up the good work. Love you guys, and um, have a great show. All right, keep kicking some butt. And uh, can't wait till the show starts. Thanks so much. Over and Thank out you. in the Galactic Federation Starship. <laughs> Peace. Thank you. All right. Right that on. Is, hey, well, that was kind words. Exactly. Yeah, uh, that was that was Damien. I, he had three names. Damien, right? Uh, awesome. Damien St. Jackson. Damien St. Jackson. I don't know how you come up with 
Chicago, Los, Los Angeles. Maybe he's got one of those devices you got. Yeah, there you go. Oh, shit. He's, he's in the know as well. Well, that's cool. Thanks. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for tuning in and stuff. And we're, we're doing our best here at least to plant some seeds and let you guys water it. And... I forgot to talk about this thing. Oh, look at that. Nice beverage holder. Coming to a store near you or on the yeah, web, Dan, interwebs. Yeah, interwebs. Dan gets all the cool shit first, man. I don't have any of that stuff. Oh, I'm going to get yours ordered. We, we discussed it. Yeah, we did. And uh, yeah, I'm running it through QA. Yeah. It's holding liquids. That's a good start, right? Yeah, absolutely. I don't see any uh, chunks flaking off. There's no paint transfer on your lips. So you're doing pretty good so far. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Okay. Oh yes, Ooh, definitely. Yeah, right on. <laughs> All right. I love that one. Okay, so the topic that uh, I'm going to talk about tonight was a pretty interesting one. I had heard some, uh, you know, rumblings about it in the past, and I think you know maybe most of our viewers have heard about this phenomena as well. Um, it was submitted by Megan Loves Us All, and the topic is uh, children's memory of past lives. Uh, so what does this mean? Just out of a nutshell, some uh, young children have been known to say some pretty weird stuff, recollecting past experiences, um, actually being other people, um, and, uh, you know, kind of saying stuff and um, provable facts that were impossible for them to know at their age what they were, um, you know, what they were talking about. Yeah. Uh, so, um, you know. At first blush, you're like, oh, whatever. These are just good stories and whatnot. Um, but it does a actually has gotten some traction in the scientific world as an indication of reincarnation. Correct. And um, what I want to talk about is a little bit, put a little credibility behind this phenomena because people are, you know, spending time, money, and effort into studying this phenomenon. Oh, uh, absolutely. And it's 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 actually quite um, quite crazy, but not so crazy because it's it's in major universities um, a subject of interest. Crazy, crazy stuff, right? It is crazy, <laughs> crazy stuff. So um, by far the current um, leading researcher on this topic is a gentleman, uh, a psychiatrist, Dr. Jim Tucker. Um, he works for the University of Virginia, and. Um, he is basically following in the footsteps, taking, picking up the torch of the late Ian Stevenson, who uh, has, has passed now. But he was the first, I guess, uh, serious researcher to start documenting cases, interviewing um, the, the kids, the parents, and start documenting these, this phenomena. Um, so far, between Dr. Stevenson and Dr. Tucker, over 2,500 cases of this have been documented. Wow. 2,500 have been officially documented through uh, Tucker and um, Stevenson's work. So that that's nuts. One of the most interesting things about this phenomena, this memory of past lives, is that 100% of the subject subjects that report this are children. Wait a minute. The children reported? Yes. The, the, the cases documented are in children. So did, do they call the place up and then document well, it? Well, typically what it is is the parents say, what the heck is going on with, with my kid? Right. And so they go through a series of psychiatrists, doctors. And anyway, uh, uh, Jim Tucker then um, 
has picked up on this, has established himself, and and actually, and we'll get to it later in the show. There is a a number and an email you can call if you have a child that's doing this. Uh, Mr. Tucker would like to hear from you. You gotta warn people. Yes, you gotta warn people. Um, so what I said is children, right? So the average age when the the child starts remembering their past life is a thirty five months average. Okay. Could be a little sooner, could be a little later. So at about the three-year-old mark, which would be 36 months, at about three years old, the children uh, start remembering. And, and I think part of that has to do with at three, they're becoming much more effective communicators. Obviously, you look at a six-month-old, maybe it's having past memories. How would you know? You can't right. really communicate with it. Um, these children usually stop making their past life statements by the age of six to seven. So there's only about a three or four year window where act, where this can be studied and 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 these memories are there and the, the children can remember them. I was gonna say for a while I did do research on this a little bit too and yeah they do stop talking about it after a while. I don't know if they just forget about it or mm -hmm. just let it go. They they lose the memories over time. Um, they got so inundated into this reality where they right yeah because that's that's just it and that's what uh, Dr. Tucker says is you know like an interesting observation is he here is that typically they'll lose their memories uh, when they start school and be begin having more experiences in the current life that takes over yep exactly and so they'll they'll start losing their early childhood memories of their normal life at that same time too. You know, when you're five years old, you know, you, you have memories, but can, today, can you remember anything when you were four, anything significant, you know? Right. Um, so you lose your regular memories as well as your past life memories. I think I can kind of remember times before I went to school because I remember not having to go to school before. Yeah, I, yeah. I barely have a couple things. I remember one of the earliest memories I have is my sister taught me how to tie my shoes the day before kindergarten. And so I was about five. Huh. You know, so it was like the night before kindergarten, I learned how to tie my shoes. Oh, yeah. oh yes. Yeah. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Laura. So, um, so that's pretty interesting. Um, Come again. So over the next six to seven hours, we're going to be reviewing 2,500 cases of this case by case. No, I'm just kidding. Six but to yeah, seven yeah. hours. So no. we got Sorry. Like a less yeah, than an just hour kidding. No. Yeah, no. Uh, I did... Uh, pick out some interesting uh, cases that I did want to talk about, though. I thought that were uh, some pretty interesting one. Awesome. Uh, the first one, case number one, kid by the name of Sam Taylor. He was born 18 months, a year and a half after his grandfather died. Um, and he he began recalling details of a past life when he was just over one year old. So in this case, it started at one year old, a little ahead of the curve than the, than the, the 35 months we just talked about. Uh, and so here's an account. When he was about one and a half years old, he looked up at his father as he was changing his diaper and said, when I was your age, I used to change your diapers. And it only makes common sense. Yeah, right. <laughs> if, in fact, this child would have had a past life. Right. So imagine wow. that. You're changing your infant's diaper, and he, and he looks up. He can communicate enough and says, when I was your age, I used to change your diapers. Um, and then at that point, he started talking more and more about, hey, I was your grandfather. So it stayed within the family, this case. Um, he eventually told details of his grandfather's life that he could not have known, um, uh, such as uh, the fact his grandfather's sister had been murdered and that his grandmother had used uh, food processor 
processor to make milkshakes for his grandfather every day at the end of his life. Congratulations. Yeah, so a couple... Jesus Christ, Dan. <laughs> so a couple instances there, you know, uh, where not necessarily subjects you'd bring up to an, you know, one uh-huh. and a half, two-year-old kid, you know, the subject of murder and uh, people dying and stuff. So that was pretty interesting. Sam Taylor. <clears throat> this was documented by Dr. Turner um, as well as one of his... Um, excuse me, Dr. Tucker is one of his cases that he did. Another case that Dr. Tucker did uh, was a child by the name of Chennai, uh, oh God, Chumalai Wong, uh, a boy from Thailand. Sounds about right. Yep. Uh, When he was three years old, he began saying that he had been a teacher who had been shot and killed as he rode his bike to school. He had eventually convinced his parents to be taken to uh, this teacher's parents, who he felt were his own. Uh, he knew the village where he lived and eventually convinced uh, his family to take him there. Um, he got off the bus, uh, and then the Chennai, the, the child, led the, uh, his grandmother to a house where an older couple lived. Um, the kid appeared to recognize the couple, and they were the parents of uh, Bukai Lonek, the teacher that was shot. Um, the interesting thing about this case is that um, Kai, the teacher, Bukai, uh, Buakai, uh, was shot from behind and had a small round, round wound on the back of his head, uh, an entry wound, and a larger exit wound on his forehead. Well, Chennai was born with two birthmarks, a small round uh. birthmark on the back of his head and a larger birth birthmark irregularly shaped on the front of his head. See, I always kind of wondered about that stuff because I do, and I, I've read about this before when I was looked into some of these cases i do have a a um, big mole on the back and i wonder if i got shot in the back somewhere really do, do you ever recall or your parents ever recall any memories you should ask your your folks like they don't talk know to them. about any of this stuff no yeah, you should say hey when i was a kid did i ever talk about weird old stuff like i had a past life or something <laughs> you never know they might i that, that's something that they wouldn't necessarily say right. that's true but i don't think i don't think i did they probably would have mentioned it yeah Okay, well, something to you know keep in the back. Of crazy, your mind. crazy stuff, right? Yep. Yes, it is. Case number three, Kendra Carter. Uh, she began swimming lessons at the age. This is a weird one too. Uh, she began swimming lessons at the age of four. She uh, immediately developed an emo- emotional attachment to her coach, um, and then began saying that the coach's baby had died, and the coach had been sick and pushed her baby out. Uh, Kendra's mother was always at her lessons and then she asked Kendra, well, how do you know these things? Her reply was, I'm the baby that was in her tummy. I, I just got goosebumps thinking about that. You look down at your four-year-old child who's talking about the swim coach having an abortion. Well, how do you know that? Because I was the baby. I, I'm having goosebumps oh, on goosebumps. Yeah. Because uh, I'm the baby that she, Definitely. That she had aborted. Oh. Um, uh, Kendra went on to describe an abortion, um, and the coach, uh, the mother fo- later found out that coach had indeed had an abortion nine years before Kendra was even born. Now the story goes on from there a little bit as well, but uh, Kendra Carter, that's one that you can look into. Pretty creepy. Um, that would almost indicate then that the memories, you know, start in the womb because right. she remember right. She yeah. was never out. She was never an adult. She was a, a fetus and un. You know, and uh, I would assume uh, well, not a full term. Well, there's this thing too where people get visits from their children before they're born. Really? Yeah. I mean, you hear about this stuff, and even the, the ETs culture, 
yeah, it's like you have a contract and you set it up and some people get to see their daughter, you know, if she was 14, yep. but they had an abortion. It's like, that's what she would have looked like. No it's like, kidding. Oh, could you imagine? No, like, that would be too much. Uh, um, so anyway, Kendra Carter, pretty interesting story there, huh? Yeah. Case number four, James Leininger, or Leininger, Leininger. Uh, he was a four-year-old boy from Louisiana. He believed he was once a World War II pilot who had been shot down over Iwo Jima. Uh, his parents first kind of got in, got clued into it um, because James started to have nightmares, and he would wake up screaming airplane crash and the plane's on fire. And he, the funny thing is he knew details about the World War II aircraft uh, that would be impossible for a four-year-old boy to know. Uh, one example is that he corrected his mom, who referred to an object on a bottom of a model plane as a bomb, said, oh, that's a bomb. And James James was like, oh, no, it, it was a drop tank. Sorry, it's not a bomb. It's a drop tank. Uh, in another instance, he and his parents were watching a documentary. Yeah, because I always thought those were bombs, too, when I was a kid. Yep. Uh, and they were uh, they referred to him, um, and the narrator called a Japanese plane a zero, and uh, James said, "Oh no, that's not a zero, that's a Tony," uh, and he turned out to be right. So it's a, a slang that they use for different uh, space force airplanes. <laughs> yeah, space force. Um, he uh, James also said, "Hey, I, f- I had flown off a ship named the Natoma." Uh, which was a World War II aircraft, the USS Natoma Bay. Uh, his said his name was also previously James, and shockingly, uh, in the USS Natoma Bay squadron, there was a pilot named James Huston or Houston, who had been killed in action over the Pacific Ocean. So here's an example: he had memories, vivid memories of, a, of being a World War II pilot named James on the USS yeah. Natoma. Wow, that's insane. That's crazy. Um, the Fifth one, I have. So these kids, when they t- they're talking about these, they're just randomly bum- saying yeah. something to their parents about, oh, I, yeah. I used to fly. Matter, matter of factly, yeah, yeah. And to them, it's just normal. I mean, to, you know, in their mind, everybody has these memories. Oh, yeah, I used to be this guy or I used to be this person. Right. You know, And it's no big, no big deal for them. Yep. Okay. So the, this next one, and then I'm going to get into some numbers, too, because uh, I'm a kind of a numbers guy. There you go. Do you have a cash register one on there? Uh, I do not. Okay, it's not money numbers. but I Yeah, know. correct. All right. So uh, here and I have a short video I want to play, too. The fifth case we're going to talk about here is uh, a kid by the name of Luke Ruhlman. Okay. Uh, this kid uh, had memories about being a girl named Pam who died in a fire. And... Uh, we're going to watch a very short clip of a video here where, where Luke and his mother um, are taking a test. And the story goes is that, you know, he started having these memories of dying in a fire. Luke's mother uh, thought this was weird, started doing some research, figured out he was talking about Chicago. And he described uh, a, an apartment building and falling. And she was able to find uh, uh, an apartment complex that started on fire and a woman named Pam dying in it. Uh, and Pam was an African American woman, um, and and here we have a, a obviously a Caucasian, a white uh, young boy. Um, so what Luke's mom did was she took a picture of Pam and put it 
amongst all these other pictures, you know, a dozen or so other pictures of women and said, hey, do you recognize anybody of this? And they videotaped it um, uh, from a TV show called uh, Ghost Inside My Child. And I just want to take just a few minutes or a few seconds to, to watch this. This is him uh, getting the picture test done. Oh, yes. The picture <laughs> test. Damn it. <laughs> All right. ...to put the now five-year-old to the test. I had found a picture of Pam, and we had put it on a sheet of paper with a bunch of fake pictures. What's familiar mean? Like, you know that I didn't really think that he was going to pick the right one. But with the cameras rolling... I know someone I can recognize. But I remember when this one was taken, and he pointed to the correct one. So Pam. Nice. That's, it took me a couple days. That's to wrap creepy, Dano. That's crazy. Again, goosebumps again. <laughs> to think of that, you know, that that's that's crazy to think that a small child. But you know, um, in many different things that we've talked about in the past, you know, people look at. Children is being pure to the soul and right. un, unpolluted and stuff. Yep. So and and connected to different energies, you know, until we've corrupted them. Yeah, so you got to ask yourself, where is that carryover coming from? Yeah, and why can't we keep it? Why are we resisting it and yeah. telling them no? You know, think of how many millions of times. Oh, your your imagination is just crazy. That's not real. When maybe it is. I mean, they say like other ETs that reincarnate over and over and over. They say they remember their past lives. It's only here. That we don't remember our past. Yeah, life. yeah, and that that comes up in so many different subject matters too. Is that oh, like right now, humans currently are an exception in the fact that we can't remember yeah. our past lives. So it's, it's like they must have just a little bit left, and then it just disappears. Yep, and then it's gone. But it's like think of if you could remember everything over and over and over. Think of how much better of a person you could be. You could learn from your mistakes. You know, keep everything. Oh yeah, and the knowledge that you'd have, you could just focus on different things. You know, uh, it's it's crazy. Well, exactly. You know, you, you could talk about the the pineal gland, the third eye, oh, and, yeah. and all of the stuff that we're ingesting and oh yes, and breathing in that is doing nothing but scarring and 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 hindering that pineal gland. You know, maybe that's part of the key to it as well. Definitely. Um. Okay. So. I do have some numbers here. Numbers? Are, yeah, some pretty interesting. I didn't know you were a number so, person. Okay, so I, I didn't, I guess, a little bit, yeah. Um, small seasoned curlies. Yeah, small seasoned <laughs> curlies. Thanks, Jack. Um, okay, so we talked about Dr. Tucker, okay? And he is studying these children's past lives as in the memories thereof as it relates to incarnation, reincarnation. Okay, so his research has yielded some kind of, uh, you know, I don't know, uh, peculiar stats, uh, averages, trends, if you will. Um, and I just wanted wanted to kind of um, read some of these here. So the median age at the time of the previous person's death. So you have a child that's remembering past memories. The median age, which is different than the average. Um, I'll let you look that up. Look up the difference between the mean and the median. The mean is the average. Mean, median, mode. Yeah, very good. Hey, yeah, Dan. <laughs> Dan, Dan just parroted something from high school back then. Uh, sixth grade. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, so the the median age of the previous person that died is twenty eight. Okay, most children claiming memories of a past life are between the ages of two and six. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's the age that they're between. 
typically. Uh, 60% of children who claim past life memories are male. So if you have a boy, a small boy, they have a slightly uh, greater chance of recalling memories. 70% of the children claim they died a violent or unnatural death. So there's some sort of trauma involved that can help trigger this. Uh, That's interesting right there in itself because maybe the trauma keeps... All and the imprint, memory. Yeah, right. Imprint. Imprints into That's the better... soul or the energies or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, and of those 70% uh, that died of violence or unnatural death, uh, 70% of those individuals were male. Are you stereotyping people? I don't think so. This is uh, all data. Uh, 90% of the children say that they were the same sex in a previous life as they are now. Um, we just talked uh, about, uh, what was the kid's name? Uh, Luke, that uh, was a Come again. was a, a female African-American in his p- past life. Uh, the median time between claimed death and birth is 16 months. Okay, so if you have a child that's recalling memories, there's a good chance that it was a, a recent one, just a couple years. Uh, previously, uh, a year and a half or so previously. Oh, just died two yeah, years before yeah, being Yeah, 16 born. months before these people have, uh, uh, between the death of the previous person and the birth of the person that's having the memories, about 16 months. Mm. So it's almost like it transfers right over. It's kind of so, weird. So here's a question. Yes. Is there any accounts of them finding a memory or a kid that has a memory of a it's kind of a current life coexisting. Oh, I, I did not come across that at all. Uh, this was all to deal with uh, previous people that died, but not. It a, can happen. It, it can happen. <laughs> uh, have you come across uh, coexisting consciousnesses, if you will? Is that is that the term? I've, I guess I don't know. I've heard of it happening, but I haven't seen a full yeah. written story about it. Yep. Okay. Like you haven't uh, necessarily seen really anything super compelling right. about it. Uh, okay, and the last thing I have too, 20% of the children claim uh, memories of time between death and rebirth. So one out of five of these kids also have memories between when they died and before they were born. Some of them have claimed to have seen God, spoken with God, and were told, oh, here, this is now you're going back and stuff like that. So, um, you know, just like Kendra, the, the one who remembered the abortion. You know, she re- had, mm-hmm. her, you know, yeah. um, so that's crazy, too, if you think about it, that there's some sort of, yeah, rider on whatever energy is getting trans- transferred or, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's so weird. I mean, how do you, it depends on what you kind of, how you believe life starts. Is it, is there reincarnation? Is it, you know, is there only a certain amount of energy and souls to go around or they're being recycled? I mean, there's a, there's a huge swath of different viewpoints on that. Well, that's the thing here. It's, it's really going to challenge people's belief system. A lot of people, yes, it does. they want to say atheist. Once you're dead, you're dead. I work with a couple of these people and it's like, it doesn't explain how this is able to happen. Yeah. Where is that coming from? Unless somehow energy is out there, you know, like if I die in my soul, you know, my body and my emotions, and my thoughts are comprised of electrical impulses. So when I die, those impulses leave. So does some wisp of energy come by and grab it and then put it into a sperm and an egg? And then I don't know. I, you know, by the way, they, we talked about on the Montauk project where they could have these. They can transfer your soul into another cloned body and bring that 
into fruition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We and um, uh, the I forget the gentleman's name that's been murdered and and killed and mutilated. You know, by the hands of the elite. Uh, Which one? Yeah. There's a lot. Uh, yeah, uh, Marshall. David Rockefeller. No, it wasn't David. <laughs> Rock- Marshall. Something. Um, what was his name? Marshall. Something Marshall. I think. Is anyway. that the Breitbart guy? No, he was the uh, the guy that was on the cover of the Megadeth album. Oh, uh, yeah, that's um... something Marshall, right? Or am I totally? God, ah, no, Christ. yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I can't so, remember. Now, you know, and, the, and how they Donald would, Marshall. Donald, no, is was it? it? Yeah, is it Donald Marshall? That I think that's the one. I'll look it up while you talk. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, um, crazy. So maybe there is a way scientifically to transfer your consciousness, and maybe some of these memories just are getting grabbed on accident. So uh, the final thing I have is because some of our viewers might have children uh, in this age group or soon to be or maybe have some instances that that they're thinking are peculiar um, in the past. So what to do if you happen to have a child that is uh, remembering past lives? it was Donald Marshall, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Donald yep. Marshall. So the University of Virginia, uh, Dr. He's a man. Yep, Dr. Jim uh, Tucker, um, who works for the University of Virginia, bring up that website here. I, we do have the University You're of Virginia website. Jim uh, Tucker, did you no, say? No, the Advice to Parents one. There you go. Yep. Did you say Jim Tucker? Yep, Dr. Jim Tucker. Isn't he the guy that went snow, uh, would always, well, he's dead now, but the older guy that always snuck into the Bilderberg meeting, well, he tried to sneak into the Bilderberg Ooh, meeting. I don't know. This Dr. Jim Tucker, I believe, is alive and well and works for University of Virginia. Okay. So, okay, so uh, if you go to the University of uh, Virginia's website to the Division of Perceptual, Perceptual Studies, um, there is, they do have an article on their website, on the university's website, to, uh, for advice to parents of children who are spontaneously recalling past life memories. Um, so in case your parents are, are your ch- you're a parent whose child is remembering these past lives, some things to keep in mind. Number one, it's important to know that these statements do not by themselves indicate a mental illness. Okay, and this is right from Dr. Uh, Jim Tucker's website. Okay, so keep that in mind. Just because they're having these memories, it does not indicate a mental illness. Um, Parents need to be open with what their children are reporting. Some of the children show a lot of emotional intensity regarding these issues, and parents should be respectful and listening, just as they are with other subject subjects that their children are bringing up. So don't. I don't think it's going to happen. Well, I know it's difficult. So don't brush them off. Don't tell them that oh, you're just being silly. Now, there might be something there. When your child talks about a past life. Uh, Avoid asking a lot of pointed questions. Ask general open-ended questions, um, kind of like, do you remember anything else? Well, how does that make you feel? Can you tell me more? So that's a good point. We were When we did the Bigfoot episode, this is kind of what we were doing. We were kind of not given a direct answer. Yeah. And we would just say... Uh, so what did you see? Yeah. Yeah, what did you hear again? And then I, I think... Where did that come from? The other dudes we were with, I think they would kind of say, it sounded like something else just to see if we yeah right interpret that way yeah i know that uh eric uh, himself will say stuff on occasion like oh i just saw something green and moving over there and then if someone else is like oh yeah i saw it too then he's like okay well that person will just will just you know take so it, that one well, he grip. was joking about the red firefly huh uh i don't think so i think that was a cigarette 
cherry. No, the second. Oh, the time. second one. No, I'll, I don't know if he was or not. Maybe he did see something, uh-huh. but who knows? We'll have to ask Eric. <laughs> you know, but you know that's a good way to test kind of the credibility exactly. of the people there. Yeah. If you're if they're there with a bunch of yes people, exactly. So another thing, uh, write down what they're saying about their past life. Um, you know, if if the child gives enough information so that you could identify the deceased person, I mean that. It's huge if you can go and find the Pam that died in the fire in Chicago and stuff like that. So uh-huh. take notes and take them seriously. This is what I did when I did my hypnosis session. I had all the stuff, visualization. They said it was in um, London. I looked up what I saw. Yep. It looked exactly like it. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So, you know, and what's interesting with what you're doing, Dan, too, is that maybe you're breaking down some of these barriers and kind of tuning back into some of this, um, I guess, larger, uh, bigger picture stuff? Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, Correct. So if you do have a child that is experiencing these past lives, um, one thing, remain grounded. Don't focus solely, like, on this past life because you don't want your child to lose sight of hey, this is great, you have memories of a past life, but this is your current life, and you need to establish yourself and, and live in this one. Um, you know, you have to convince them, you know, that, hey, this is this is your current family, this is your current situation, that's pretty interesting. your daddy? And what does he do? <laughs> oh, he didn't do it. And what, and what does he do? Yep, okay. Uh, so, you know, just convince him, or not convince him, but just tell him that, hey, yeah, yeah, that's great. You had a past life, but this is your new one now, and this is the one you need to be to be focusing right. on. Um, so, you know, you, you want to make sure that they understand that. Um, and So, yeah, I don't know it. if I'm going to touch on something sensitive with you, but... So you just had a kid yourself. I did, yeah. They Maybe had, you uh, should three try, weeks ago. You should try to start asking these questions kind of uh, soon, see if she can remember anything. Right, right. Uh, at, at three weeks old, we're not quite to the communication point yet, but I will guarantee <laughs> you that if my kid starts to say stuff like that, I will foster that and I will document every last little bit I, about it. I would almost say try to feed it a little bit. Say, yeah. You don't want to bait them, but just, uh, yeah, like during pretend times and stuff, say, oh, let's let's pretend that we used to be somebody else or, and then yeah, like see what comes out. Like we're in London or say yeah, some city or something. Yeah, yeah, see yeah. See if anything happens. Yeah, have you ever been to Paris and yeah. see what they say, right? So trust me, uh, <laughs> I have this newborn, uh, three weeks old, and I can, uh, it's like a lump of clay. Let's, uh, let's. Congratulations. Um, oh, thank you. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, yeah, so that'll be interesting. I tell you what, I will be key on all of this stuff when, when she's in this young, pure, un. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. This perfect state of energy and being. And, yep. and I, this. Take talk, advantage of it. Don't talk we? is cheap will be the first place to, uh, that we'll hear about anything, uh, peculiar going on. We only get one shot here. Yeah. Well, you for know, a few years, but I guess you you know, you can keep trying how many kids do you want, but I'm not, yeah, I'm not but... Catholic nor Amish. So look at this guy. <laughs> so, uh, if you have a kid or a child, a son, daughter that is recalling a past life, Dr. Jim Tucker would like to hear from you. Okay, so you can contact him at dops at virginia.edu. There it is. Boom. They want to hear about it. University of Virginia. So if you have one, reach out to them. You know, tell Dr. Tucker you heard about it on Talk is Cheap. 
I'm sure he's a huge fan. Talk and talk is cheap. <laughs> cheap is talk and he talk might, is he cheap. He might take you seriously. So uh, I, you know, overall, Dan, uh, you know, Megan loves us all. Recommended this, and I thought, you know, oh, I'd heard some cool stories. I had no idea that this much effort and research went into the subject, and it still seems legitimate right now. Yeah. So uh, it's great. Uh, uh, I love it. Uh, let's figure it out. Dr. Tucker, I'm on your side. If you need any help from us, let us know. We're happy to help. Exactly. And it only makes common sense. I agreed. China, Japan, Mexico, it can happen. That's right. Jesus Christ. All right. All right. Thanks, everybody. So, yeah, before you close out, I am in uh, Arizona right now. No, that's right. And I do have to have a little fun here. Arizona. 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 His name is Rick. Uh, Where are you from, Rick? Arizona. The wild women. Wild women. The wild women. The ripping and the tearing. The ripping and the tearing. I love it. All right. You have never seen that video, have you? I don't think so. Oh, I 40 times. I'll show it to you before the next episode. 40 times. Dan, I'd like to hear more about your wild women's stories down there. The ripping and the tearing. The ripping and the tearing. All right. Thank you, everybody. Another great episode of Talk is Cheap is in the books. And remember, talk is cheap. Where cheap is talk and talk, talk is, is cheap. cheap. Yo, yo.